0: Assalamualaikum, guys. Welcome to the uh, Freshly Grounded podcast. Uh, today we are here.
1: Excuse me, bro. Yeah. Beyond the Unfeed podcast here. Yeah.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: Bro, you need to like, you need to stay in your lane. All right. You're oh, sorry, in the I, just, I just
0: thought. I, I, to be honest, I haven't. I've done so many little. I've done so little guest episodes with other Seriously, people. Bro, that's
1: that's quite offensive, I, you, like, I see my throat and
0: then I go off on one. <laughs>
1: Salaamu alaikum <wa> everyone. <laughs> I'm your host Shabir. Welcome to the Ilm Feed podcast. And we have Faisal Chowdhury in the building, as you probably realize by now. He has this um this this thing that he does, uh, he puts out weekly episodes uh, It's, it's alright it's, it's like a radio show but like um, yeah, yeah. for streaming yeah. <laughs> It's average, it's okay now mashallah, it's a, it's a pleasure to welcome our brother Faisal onto the podcast oh, It's a pleasure How to be here How are you him, bro, man. you good?
0: Alhamdulillah, I'm very well, thank you very much for having me And, and thank you to your listeners for hopefully listening
1: <laughs> <laughs> No thank you bro, thank you so much for joining us And it must feel weird because you're so used to interviewing uh, You've been on other podcasts before but how does it feel being on the on the other side?
0: Uh, it feels extremely uncomfortable. Really? Yeah. When you're um, the host of a podcast, as you know, mm. you're very safe. You're the one controlling. You're yeah, asking the questions. Yeah, yeah. You can kind of control where the conversation goes. Um, when you're the guest, you're kind of like the attention is on you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I when I started Freshly Grounded, one of the things that I really loved about it is that I was still able to do what I love doing, which was like in some way creating mm. content. But I'll, and be in it as well because yeah. I like kind of controlling the content, mm. but 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 also being able to like
1: put the attention onto somebody else. Yeah, yeah. What is it? Is it is it like? Because a lot of people think it's easy. Yeah, mm-hmm. being being on this seat right mm-hmm. now and um, just asking a few questions. People think it's easy, but it's actually not. Like you know, to facilitate a conversation. It's not as easy as people think. Like, you can have a script, for example. Like, I can have ten questions ready for you today, yeah. Mm. And then imagine if I just ask those ten questions in a row. You're talking about something else. I'm like, all right, thanks, Basil. Anyway, and I move on to something completely yeah. different. Like, it's not. Yeah, you have to make sure it flows, and you have to like avoid awkward silences because it has to flow. So like, how have you found your experience? Because uh, I've been doing it, you know, a few months now. Yeah? yeah, I'm not sure you've been doing it for a much longer time. So what is your experience like being in this seat? And uh, what's like some of the challenges that maybe you found?
0: I think that from I I knew that I would um, come across those challenges, and so mm. from early I decided that the the podcast would be more like a, a fly on the wall um, camera that's mm. listening into our conversation. So that that way we don't have the pressure of trying to entertain people. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's perhaps been one of the uh, attributes or, or the, uh, the reasons uh, for its success mm. is that we've never tried to put on a kind of a performance. Yeah. Um, and so I kind of do brief my guests in advance if I feel they need briefing. But what I say to them is, this is probably like nothing else you've ever done. It's not an interview. It's a conversation like we would normally have, um, yeah. sitting back on a sofa. And we'll end up going down rabbit rabbit holes. And if we do, um, that's fine too. So mm. uh, to this day, um, we, we're now 100 and... We're coming up to our 120th episode, I think. MashaAllah. And... We've never scripted one episode, wow. uh, so that's that's one of the key the things for me. I never go into a episode, really knowing what I'm going to ask or what I'm going to say. Yeah. We just have conversation about anything and everything.
1: Has it gone wrong at any point? Do you think, like, or or has it gone close to going wrong?
0: Yeah, I so. Uh, one time early on in freshly grounded we were um invited out to dubai to do some episodes out there nice and our first episode in dubai we because obviously you're carrying all this equipment with you and our equipment wasn't great back then we because we just kind of invested whatever we could from our from our own pockets Mm -hmm. and so we didn't have the best equipment and so we went over there and we recorded a whole episode and the audio was like um the audio somehow got corrupted, yeah. so we had to use like backup audio, mm. so there's things like that that happen, but my general principle is my general principle is that th- I feel like there's two types of people in the world, yeah, and both have uh, both of these attributes um are great for success, but they but they're complete opposite as well and so one type of person is a type of person who likes to perfect things and then put it out to the world. Mm. And that's kind of what my brother is like. My brother will sit on something for even years to really perfect it before he puts it out. And I've seen so much success come his way, Allahumma barik, for, uh, by by, by using that technique. But then I'm the complete opposite in that I have the mentality that regardless of whether something's perfect or not, just get it out and you can always improve uh, mm. as you go. And so I think like a mix of the two are like, oh, uh, well, I think both kind of can lead to success in different ways and you kind of have to pick your poison or yeah. just go with what your personality
1: is like. But you mentioned something interesting, which is that, you know, you like the way you kind of started, you, you had your obstacles along the way, but you still kind of put stuff out. Um, and obviously now, Alhamdulillah, you've got, if you could say the quality is coming out is shining through a lot more right um but a lot of people um they would think and there's a lot of people that want to start podcasts yeah which is all good um but i feel like they're waiting for that opportunity like now i need to invest like in a thousand pounds in a, a really good camera uh, i need to have this mic setups and all of this stuff yeah but i don't think they realize you can literally pick up your phone it realistic speaking just press record mm-hmm. and uh, you've got a podcast like you literally press upload onto that SoundCloud, mm-hmm. and it's up there um you don't technically okay even with videos you can get a, a budget camera and somehow put it out um it's actually so easy to put a podcast out people think it's like you have to have this amazing amazing setup mm-hmm. uh what would your again uh, like advice be to people that looking to start i know you've done workshops by the way we're going to touch on that okay some some tips and stuff Fine. right <laughs> get into it a bit Fine. Uh, but um yeah what would your just general kind of
0: well, my, my advice to those people yeah. would be that I started, when I first started podcasting, I had a podcast mm. called The Next Phase, which was, I started about three, uh, uh, maybe three or four years ago. Okay. And that was in <clears throat> my bedroom uh, with a GoPro. And that's how I started that podcast. Yeah. And so, uh, and we had some success, successful episodes of that. We actually, I think we got number one on iTunes, maybe even with The Next oh, Phase. Mashallah. So... Um, and and then in, and in, even to this day, there's been some episodes of Freshly Grounded where things have gone wrong and I've used my iPhone camera to film the whole episode yeah. um, in terms of visuals and nobody would probably be able <coughs> yeah, to tell the difference because yeah. the quality of... Um, those things are so good also bearing in mind that video is generally secondary for podcasts Mm. i'm quite particular about my audio i feel like audio has to be there yeah but um but with video that's happened and and to this very day bro the majority of the episodes are done using my vlogging camera that i I use and 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 so i would say to those people who who probably are waiting for like the right investment or or anything like that Just get started. You can, like you said, you can get started on your iPhone or your Android. We're not that particular <laughs> but I th- uh, there's an app now that exists that even you literally, like you said, press record, and yeah. once you're done recording, it, it even distributes to all of the major po- um, podcast yeah, yeah, networks. Yeah, yeah. So there's,
1: there's 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 no excuses anymore. It's crazy. It's just so easy to do it, and I think yeah, so many people have messaged me, DM me, saying, uh, oh, you know, can you give me some advice? I want to get it started. Um, it's just like. What are you waiting for mm. you know they they're looking for like perfection, and I'm like, well, why are you looking for perfection for when if you've got like if you feel like you've got something good to speak about, if you feel like you're good at facilitating conversation, then that's what people can listen to end of the day like are people tuning into to 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 our podcast um because of are they looking at the amazing visuals oh look at this nice logo here is that really what or is it because i feel like i can benefit from this content and i feel like that's what that's why podcasts are really hitting it off because people feel like you know on their morning commute so they're driving along they're in the train um or they're at home and they feel like i can i can like listen to something which is beneficial for me Uh, i can listen to something which is like which will help me grow i can learn something new and genuinely that's that's what it is um so it is super super easy so for anyone out there that wants to get started um just look at my man face over here mashallah he's had a lot of success with his uh with his podcast and he wasn't looking at you know all of the other stuff alhamdulillah now you can see it coming through uh which is great so you've done workshops. Alhamdulillah, you've had a lot of success. You had your, you even did a live show, mashallah, for yeah, your 100th sure. episode. Um, so may Allah bless you more Ameen. in that, inshallah. Um, but in these workshops, mashallah, so you, you, now you're kind of like trying to impart some knowledge uh, and get other people involved. Um, l- give us a sneak, sneak peek of some of the tips that you're sharing with um, budding uh, podcasters.
0: Okay, so the workshops, I as a, as a prequel mm. i'm glad you mentioned the event cuz i kind of want to go into that as yeah, well yeah. because i think that um mm. i've always enjoyed human interaction in person yeah. and um i and i have a performing arts background um and so i used to enjoy um I've always enjoyed that kind of, the live, in-person. Yeah, so yeah. I, think, I think there's an energy you can feel um, from like interacting with people that you, you, don't, you don't get from a screen. Mm. And so regardless of how successful Freshly Grounded um, will become in the future, inshallah, um, I will never want to only be doing like on-screen stuff. Mm. Just because I love so much the idea of vibing with people's personalities and energies. And so uh, the, the the workshops were more, I saw a spike in people wanting to do podcasting and a lot of people ask me the questions that you were mentioning how do i do it what equipment do i need and so as kind of a one-off thing i don't know if i'm going to continue to do it in the future but as kind of a one-off thing i i I did a uh, i set out a few podcast workshops where i taught the um attendees everything from it was like a one-day workshop that taught from um not knowing anything all the way through to actually like producing uh, having your podcast out on uh, iTunes and Spotify mm-hmm. and being able to actually market it. So okay. going from the equipment to the software, how to edit like quickly. Mm-hmm. And so it was like an eight-hour day. But the the, be- the the thing that I find fun in it is not actually like the workshop, but it's the idea again. Like I said, of of of, of being around people and and putting on something where they feel where people feel so happy. Mm-hmm. And so like a key po- point of it for me was the presentation of making sure we did it did it in a in a beautiful place. So we hired out um uh like the 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 executive box in Fulham Football Club. Oh, I don't know okay. what the name of the football club is called again. Um,
1: what, the stadium? The stadium. Craven Cottage.
0: Craven Cottage. Yeah. Um, and You're so, really like, not a great football fan, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not a big <laughs> of football at all. Yeah, I've got many stories about that as well. Uh, and so, the venue that we had was for like, it was like a classroom setting and mm. the the wall is glass and you've got the entire stadium in front. Wow, it was just okay. beautiful. That's and fun. that's the stuff I found more fun than actually teaching <laughs> yeah, workshops. Yeah. And so then, um, we put on live event as you mentioned and again, I I always because I I have a performing arts background I wanted to I've always wanted to be a perf, like some sort of performer or entertain or mm. in like make sure people are having a good time and stuff and when I started practicing Islam I I shut that door and I mm. thought that's it's, it's not going to be something that's ever going to be possible again um because I couldn't foresee a situation where I could do that and stick to my morals and guidelines yeah. that were given to me by Allah and that was what I valued the most and then I created Freshly Grounded, and we did this live event. And I thought, okay, if I'm doing a live event, I want to do it like, I want to like chase my dreams, like yeah, be able yeah, to yeah. put on performance, like the best performance possible. And so, and we we also are so strong on trying to change the industry. Mm. Um, and I think there's a few visionaries in 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 different industries, and we want to try and be at the forefront of that. And so yeah. we didn't want to go for like a uh, uh, like a a lot of events and stuff especially in our sector, like kind of wedding hall, kind of sticky floors and this, we wanted to ignore all of that. And so we wanted to go for a really nice venue. So for that, we ended up um, going for a theater in King's Cross and we sold it out and we were so excited by it. And we put on, I think uh, like a a really cool, fun production for people who wanted to just go out and be entertained. and and the, the, the point of that sorry I keep, I'm going on about it so much but it, it, right, I'm so passionate but I'm yeah. probably most passionate about this is that I feel like we don't have something in our sector perhaps that people can go out and be entertained mm. have the same feeling that they get from that people get from going to the cinema or going to the theatre but without without replacing any of their morals or doing or or, or feeling guilty after mm. a completely halal uh, option but also something that isn't necessarily like Islamic speakers just entertainment but mm. halal and so we're doing our next live event inshallah we, and I want it to go bigger and better so now we've got the Aldrich Theatre in London's West End so I'm, I'm I'm like fulfilling my dreams of being performing yeah, the West yeah, End yeah. in in an inshallah halal way so um, yeah that event we've got next month on September 22nd and it's literally it's going to be the like such a powerful event inshallah such a powerful inshallah. event
1: but it's, it, it just sounds great, like, what you're trying to do. And it's interesting how, you know, there was at one point when you started practicing, you felt like, you know what, I, can, I can't really do this mm-hmm. because it might kind of clash with my morals and, and values. And now all of a sudden you're seeing, because of the opportunities that are available today, and actually there's a huge gap for it like people are looking for it if it's not going to be this then Mm -hmm. it's going to be something else which most likely is going to lead to something which isn't isn't in line with our teachings um so i i really like this kind of stuff fascinates me how people find gaps and then you're able to kind of um you know you're, you're able to kind of bring your own value to to a certain market um and again i feel like there's a huge huge need for it like you know um a lot of people, they restrict themselves nowadays. Mm -hmm, Definitely. Um, They feel like, you know, I have to to go into this career. um, Or, you know, if I'm practicing and if I'm a Muslim, um, then there's not much fun out there for me. You know what I mean? Um, But I feel like you're doing something different um, where you're able to, like, you know, you found a gap and you're able to add value and you're able to still fulfill your passion. Do you see what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, we're we're trying, right? And there's there's a lot of obstacles in the way, as you mentioned, because there's so much that you that's conventional that I, I suppose is not in line with our mm. um, w- without, with the teachings yeah. and so but it's fun trying to find hurdles over them it's fun when, when it, something looks dif- impossible I think that's where the challenge is
1: how yeah. uh, you can
0: climb it um, I will say while I'm here cheekily that um, for that event that we've got coming up we do still have tickets available I'm going to push <laughs> that in uh, and I'm actually going to try and create a, I'm going to create a discount code for Ilmfeed so if you just type in Ilmfeed I'm going to do like 25% off tickets oh, nice, for nice. the listeners of this podcast I'm Thank sorry you. for being cheeky but I've had enough cheeky people come on my podcast (laughs) to push stuff but I feel like I've earned
1: this one fair enough enough. as long as we get a bit of discount Muslims love a bit of that so why not (laughs) alhamdulillah it sounds brilliant Um, one thing I realised when you walked in as well when I met you is that you had your vlogging camera back so um, I know you kind of had a break from it for Mm -hmm. a while um, but vlogging is not again it's you know how like we're saying podcasting is not like easy sitting mm. here and asking questions vlogging isn't easy man like to have your camera with you all day and to like then edit the video and put it out what's that <laughs> what's that been like for you
0: i i think that's always a challenge yeah. and um if people are honest with themselves it's a challenge internally because more than anything you have to have a battle with yourself and remind yourself why you're doing it mm. you have to remind yourself to have sincere intentions um and you also have to ensure that what you're putting out is not going to and sorry to get serious on it but even with podcasting what you're putting out is not going to like testify against you mm. on the day of judgment mm. uh, that's so important because bro even when you're podcasting podcasting is literally is you using your mouth and your voice and yes. your tongue
1: yeah.
0: for hours and then you're putting out content every week but we have like i said already we have around 120 episodes that's even if on an average episode is an hour and a half that's like um, <laughs> 300 and something hours yeah, of me yeah. talking, that's out there in the world and that's mm. been listened to by hundreds of thousands of people. I have to be so conscious before I do that because I already know that, um, I already know the seriousness of the people who mm. will be punished because of their tongue. Yes. And the amount of people, which is vast, will be punished because mm. of their tongue. So if I'm going into a field <clears> where <throat> I'm using my tongue as the primary like, um, source, mm. I've got to be really, really careful And I think that's yeah. something That we don't all consider So me taking that break Was partly because of that uh, Partly ensuring that I was Not doing it for any other reasons mm. um, Other than trying to Perhaps m- somehow add a mark In like th- our young Muslim generation Of mm. some sort yeah. Not saying that I'm like I'm definitely not trying to Say that I'm the um, I'm the go-to guy For the young Muslims Or anything yeah, like yeah, that Because yeah. I, I, we all have to sh- s- Realise that we all have Like major holes But yeah. One quote that I heard uh, Years ago um, Which I actually think was from I, I I heard it in an interview But I think it like, dates back to Like Tupac or something I'm not sure <laughs> But I heard it in an interview From, from this guy Who started yeah. a clothing line And he said that I might not be able to touch um, Thousands of hearts Or hundreds of thousands of hearts yeah. But I might touch the one heart That goes on
1: to touch Thousands mm-hmm. of hearts And
0: I think that's something That i try and live by
1: Wow That's very deep guys The podcast just got really deep there <laughs> <laughs> SubhanAllah um, But with vlogging, right? Because yep. you know, there's a pressure as a whatever you want to call it, social media content creator, there's a pressure where you feel like, All right? I've put one out, or I've put this post out, and now I have to do it again. And it's not necessarily because there's a benefit in it; it's just because like I have to do it now. You know, yeah. it's expected of me. I've got an audience now; they're waiting. So, how do you how do you like deal with that kind of pressure, so to speak? Because you know, like, you've got a YouTube audience; they're expecting, let's say, for example, weekly vlogs. And now, do you feel like sometimes there's a battle, like, you know, I have to do it just because I have to do it. I have to post on Instagram tonight because I have to maintain consistency. I'm, I'm just going to put anything out. Do you feel, have you have that, had that battle sometimes, that like internal battle?
0: I have, but I think that uh, that's something that changes as you go and you mature. Yeah. So I think that you need to grow, grow through that. I started YouTube now when I was maybe um, 21 or something. I'm now yeah. 25. So... I feel like if anyone were to watch my journey from then to now, you would see the difference in mm. me trying to at least uh, mature in that regard. So I'd say like ways to combat that is like, is like knowing that you can't please everyone and the, yeah. the, 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 the like loyal people who always watch your content, they actually want what's best for you and they are happiest when they see you happiest. Mm. And that's the best time you can put across your best, the best version of you. Yeah. So I think knowing that, that, that you are in control of your own time, you are in control of what you put out, and when you put it out, and not panicking and thinking, "Oh, I have to put something out." Yeah. I think that's the solution, but that comes with time, bro. And I'm, I'm sure in five more years, when I'm thirty, I can say, "Wow, when I was twenty-five, I was, I was yeah, doing definitely. that, and I've grown."
1: Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. I think I think like you said, there's a there's a process involved where like you mature, and I think your audience obviously have picked up on that and they see that. Um, but it is it's 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 so difficult, honestly, mm. sometimes to like, you know, not put something out just for the sake of it. Um, but like you said, you have to. Battle with your intentions a lot, um, and just kind of think, okay, you know what? If there's something good that I can put out today, whether it's a video, whether it's a post or something, you know, it's leading to something. It's like, there's like a bigger picture to it. Um, But yeah, social media is is a is a funny place. Uh, I'm sure over the the years you've dealt with, you know, whether it's comments or Mm. DMs and all of this stuff, right? Um, And I always kind of ask this question, especially to people who are on like on the at the forefront of social media. They use social media like in their daily lives because that's pretty much what you're doing with your podcast, with your you know any brands that you that you work with. It's all to do with social media, right? So I always pose this question, which is like, you know, again, kind of like what is what are the personal steps that you're taking to ensure that you know what i need to like stay i need to stay on top of things i need to like make sure that i'm not doing this for the wrong reasons um what are the kind of personal steps that you would take to even like fame for example you know dealing with that how would you kind of like keep yourself grounded let's let's just see i think
0: there's a few things that are really important and they yeah. all uh, uh, some, i think like One of them involves other people. And so something that I've learned within the past year or year and a half is the importance of having a teacher, like a go-to teacher. A teacher will never be phased by what you're doing. They'll support it and they'll be happy. Mm. And when I say a teacher, I don't mean like going to um, a class once a week or once a month, although obviously that's really good as well. But but having a teacher that you can build a relationship with over time which mm. is something that i think comes naturally because sometimes people ask how do you do that and um, you obviously are someone who is is a, is so much more studied than myself and alon berek you can you can see that in the work that you put out and um uh, it is very inspiring to see kind of we met in ramadan and the yeah, the, yeah. the the, the taraweeh that you're leading. you lead and you you think you're imam of a particular masjid at that point mm. I think you more than me would know the benefit of that. Having mm. a specific teacher that you can—it's it's like having a parent outside of your parents. Yeah. Um, so that I think is one really important thing, and another important person in your life is a spouse. Yeah. Having a spouse that um, doesn't get phased by that as well is very important. Mm. And the really cool thing about spouses is, is that it's the one person in your life that you actually share a life with. You, if I, if something it happens to me that's bad it's directly gonna affect my wife mm. she lives with me she shares a life with me there's yeah. nobody else in the world that that happens with not yeah. not my parents not our brothers not my sisters because we all still have separate lives yeah. however yeah. my wife whatever happens to me is directly going to affect her so she has an added interest in making sure that um mm. my life is is good right and so therefore <clears throat> um sh- a spouse would kind of step in and Mm. question when you're doing uh, things that are questionable and lastly I think being accountable for yourself like knowing again I don't have all of the answers but I think knowing that knowing who you are Mm. when no one else is there is so important and we live in a world where we're so we promote so highly um, self admiration and self love mm. and i think self-love is so important don't get me wrong however i also think that it's also important to be like realistic with yourself and to 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 never feel like the best person in the room to never feel like mm. you you are <clears> the <throat> one bringing the benefit to everyone else but yeah. seeing everyone else can bring benefits you when you lower yourself to mm. that um you can start to you can start to understand that there's people you, that you can benefit from everybody and that you're not really um like quote unquote Something special What I will say is that The podcast has helped me do that I've met so many interesting mm. Today bro I'm, I'm going to be meeting a person Who has a, a degree In medicine And a degree in dentistry And he has a masters in um, uh, Something else as well wow. How insane is that Just on an educational level How could I Not feel like I'm going to Benefit from this yeah, person yeah, yeah. But then for me to walk in the room With my shoulders back And my chest out like I'm benefiting
1: you, it doesn't make sense. But it doesn't make sense. Yeah, I think the company part that you mentioned is really important. Yeah. Like I think that's that's kind of what we're we're, we're losing. Um, again, it's because it is because of social media partially. Like you know, because it's so easy to access knowledge, which is really good on on one hand. But then people lose interaction with actual teachers because they think. I can go on YouTube and I can watch a lecture. I can learn the Seerah. I can learn this X, Y, Z. Or I can learn even Arabic like on an online course. But then what they've lost in the meantime is they've lost interaction with the actual teacher who, like the guy or or, or girl you're watching on the screen, as knowledgeable as they are, they don't know who you are. You're not interacting with them. Does that make sense? So you're benefiting from them. But what you're doing in your own life, you don't know if you're bringing it into your personal life. So I think when you have a teacher, like you said, They know what you're doing. They know the content you're putting out, for example. They know what your interests are. So for them, they're not necessarily going to be biased when they give you advice they're just going to tell you straight up that this is my advice to you and they'll do it privately and they'll do it in a nice way Uh, so I think that's really really important to have a teacher so I think for anyone listening is like however it is like whoever it might be it might I don't even have to necessarily think that the teacher has to be a sheikh or something you know like it could be someone older than you a bit more wiser that can just advise you along the way and then the second thing um, is when it comes to like putting out content right um Again, you can become a different version of yourself. Have you found that? Where, when as soon as a camera goes on, you're like, I'm, I'm Faisal, like point, you know, two point oh. Yeah, yeah. But then at home, I'm like, I'm, I'm this. You know, that's another battle. I feel like
0: I, I I've learned to accept that now. Yeah. Because
1: I think that that
0: uh, that's inevitable. You, yeah. you do perform for mm-hmm. camera and I don't think there's anything wrong with it before I used to think there mm-hmm. was the reason is because I used to associate that with me being uh not real in one aspect and, and real in another and I don't think that's true either I think that you perform and you you you, you do when you're on camera you are mm. working for the camera uh not working for the camera but you you you're, you're putting out content it's your time and, and you know there's t- an audience yeah you're yeah you with. communicating with the audience but I also because would would you put the camera on and then sit down at your house and just I don't know watch telly or read a book you wouldn't because yeah, yeah. it's not great for uh, um, content so yeah. I think there, there's certain parts of that that if you if you have like differences in your personality mm. then yeah but um, I would say that if i only record really when i'm in a good mood because mm, mm, mm. i don't generally record when i'm in a bad mood because yeah, I, yeah. I wouldn't i don't think yeah. to pick up the camera when i'm in a bad mood yeah. but when i'm in a in a in a really good and excited mood i'm just like in in person what i would be like hopefully anyway on camera which is like you know if not more because i'm only with the like the people with my family and stuff so i can be yeah, a bit yeah, more yeah. Like Crazy and a bit of a loser. Okay, <laughs> I, I'm a I guess real loser, bro. When you like, <laughs> if you were just spend time in house, if you, if you were to be like a fly on the wall in my house, I'm, I'm, I'm just, uh, I'm so embarrassing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, but it's, I guess you're right in that sense. Like you do, there is that element of performance, and especially because you come from that background, yeah. you know way more than me. Like there is that element when you like, you have to be a certain way. I guess I'm talking more about like, what you touched on, like the personality side of things, yeah. which is where. You know, you go home and you're like, you know, you're a complete different person. You're like oh, yeah. proper moody and stuff. And then, but it wasn't on camera, You're like, oh, hey, everyone. So you're showing like two complete different versions of yourself. Uh, yeah, agreed, I agree. Yeah, like you know if I mean? you're like
0: really short tempered, yeah, you yeah, or you're yeah. stressful. Yeah, you're yeah.
1: right. Uh, it's, and it's deceiving for the audience because you know, they would think, wow, this guy's got such an mm. like, uh, this goals for me, you know, mm. this, this person's goals, but they not actually know like what's happening behind the scenes. So again, there's there's that danger, but I guess, you know, with social media, it's just one of those things where it's a tool and it can be used in both ways, you know, like a knife can be used in, in a good way and a bad way. Mm-hmm. Like social media is a tool for me. So yeah, there's people that are misusing it, but I feel like as Muslims, through these kind of things, there's definitely a lot of khayr that we can bring to the ummah, for sure. Um, so, You've been to quite a few events, we've been at quite a few events mm-hmm. together, Alhamdulillah, and you've, you've done a lot of presentations, yeah. um, and you know, you've know you done keynote speeches, and all of that fancy stuff, those terms, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and there's been some interesting stuff that I didn't know about you that I've learnt through okay. uh, these presentations, yeah? Sure. So, for example, you went to university. Yeah. And the reason why I'm mainly bringing this up is because very recently, um, a lot of um, students, mashallah, have graduated after their three, four years of study. And, you know, they're they're, they're like, you know, sharing, oh, I've got two, one, I've got, you know, this and that, which is great. Alhamdulillah, may Allah bless them. Uh, And then more recently, literally in the last week, um, we've had students who have. Uh, just past the A-levels, so A-level results there was just last week, yep. and, um, you know, again, students, it's the opposite kind of thing, like, yeah, I got A- these A's, and I'm going to this university, right, and it's like, you can go back to that time, it's exciting, isn't it, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, you get your results, obviously, it's nerve-wracking, yep. you open it up, and you've got the F, and then after have to retake, now, I'm sure you didn't do that, but you, you must have got really good results, Actually, you got into university, mm-hmm. yeah, and um, so it's exciting, that phase, but... It's also a really daunting phase as well, I guess, where you're like, oh my God, it's a completely new like, environment that I'm going into. Yeah. And I think for a lot of people, especially Muslims, that transition from college to university, especially if you're moving out. Did you move out, by the way? Yeah, I lived you in Cardiff, out. so yeah, yeah. I moved
0: out completely, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. so especially if you're moving away from home, like, it's very, very daunting and you're in a complete new, like, sometimes, you know, the bubble that you were in for, like, mm. the first 18 years of your life, it just pops, and now you're like, oh, my God, I'm in the real world. How do I deal with this? So what what were your feelings when you first, like, went to university? Let's start with that. What I was think that thing
0: like? I, I I was, I think, for me, it was opposite in that I became into a bubble. I came into a bubble when I was at uni. It was really? like three years of a bubble, yeah. Okay. And I forgot about the outside world, and I just, like, was, like, concentrating on my world in uni. Okay. And when I would go back home, I would, like, be, oh, back at home. Like, it would be really weird. And then mm. go back into my bubble. My experience at university, like you said, I've, I've spoken about it extensively before, mm. yeah, kind, of, kind of different areas. Um, one thing that I heard that I think was really powerful, and perhaps I'm jumping the gun by speaking about this, but is that um, someone said... When you go to university, you either... Be- I think it was just a meme or something, but I just <laughs> found it relatable. Yeah, yeah. It said when you go to university, you either become really, really religious or you become really, really like mm. the opposite. The other side, yeah. Um, and I thought, oh, maybe that's true as well because it kind of tests you. It puts you for the test as a person, doesn't it? Mm. Um I don't know. Sorry, I, for- I forgot your question because when you talk about universities, like it opens yeah, up a that's whole. Fine,
1: like, you, you carry on going to the flow. So what? So out of the two, which way do you think you you swayed?
0: So I wasn't. I, I I've been open with saying that I wasn't. I wasn't practicing yeah. um, as much, or I didn't. I didn't take my faith as seriously when, mm. I, when I went to university, yeah. and then at university, that's where kind of uh Allah kind of really put the love for the dean into my heart. Um, when i was away which was really cool and um i started falling in love and with with religion and i think part of it could be to do with the fact that i, I was going to a masjid oh there was a masjid near my house mm. that had like such a vast um, um scope of muslims with yeah. regards to ethnicity okay. and that opened my eyes up to i would see like a, a young cardiff boy white guy who just he was in gym gear his name's josh um he probably listened to this as well mm-hmm. uh who I would be like they just didn't, it didn't add up in my head because I was probably brought up in really a when we go to the mosque It would be really, yeah. really asian mosque and so I didn't really I'm not going to say I didn't know that other people weren't muslim I wasn't that ignorant but I I I definitely had interacted with many yeah. people who were who weren't like pakistani do you know what I mean yeah
1: yeah yeah
0: and so you associate things with islam that don't that aren't with islam like I'd know the Urdu language or something. You know what I mean, bro. So, <laughs> yeah. what happened is, I I met loads of people who were, um, from different ethnicities, different backgrounds. I was mm-hmm. intrigued, and I somehow I I I like there was this imam in that masjid. Um, and he was just so nice Like mm-hmm. I, He'd see me in the mosque And he 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 obviously the, the community there is very small So when he'd see me I was n- new at the time And he, yeah, he yeah, realised yeah. And so He would ask me oh, Do you want to come back to my house And have like Some breakfast House things like?" But not in a weird way But like in a really endearing yeah, 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 yeah. Old Like granddad kind of way Because he, yeah. he was a really old Sheikh And um, I think these little dots and stuff kind of came together and then led me to like falling in love with the dean. That's what it, it, I ended up doing. I ended up falling in love with it.
1: Was it like the community, the brotherhood? Is that what you would, what kind of was more yeah. appealing to you? I think the personally? brotherhood, the
0: brotherhood aspect of the dean is like still one of the fa- my favourite things about it. Just yeah. the element of when you have a friend mm. in this religion, is different to having a friend that... Um, you have when you don't take your faith seriously, and mm. the difference is, I believe that if I'm your friend now, bro, I'm your friend for this life. But I want for you, I want good for you in the next life. Mm. And if you don't have that, you just have a friend who wants good for you in this life, and that could be dangerous because what's good for you in this life is not always good for you in the next life. Mm. Uh, but to have to know that someone's got your back for the next life is is amazing because we all slip up as people. So how nice is it for mm. someone to turn around and say, um, like, bro? You know, I don't think that what they do. I don't think what friends do is they they say, "Oh, bro, you shouldn't do this. You shouldn't do that." But yeah. just generally, like the things that they do, like are good for, like like they would always. Make sure they work around Salah times mm. So it's like it's like sub, um, Subliminal yeah, It's yeah. subliminally good For your next life Like we just We'll never be in a situation Where we'll put ourselves Somewhere where Maghrib is about to come in And we don't have a place to pray yeah, Inshallah yeah, yeah. Or if we do Get in that situation We all need to pray anyway yeah. So we'll find a place together So them situations Do save you in the next life
1: mm. You know it, it's funny Because this whole brotherhood thing It reminds me of like A saying of the Prophet Where he was Where, where he basically said Like you know Had I taken a really close friend And the word that he uses The word Khalil So you know like Ibrahim He's known as Khalilullah Mm -hmm. He's known as like The close friend of Allah That's the status that he had So the Prophet basically said like Had I taken a really close friend I would have taken Abu Bakr As my closest friend And you kind of think that's strange Because it's like Oh so you're trying to say that Abu Bakr isn't your friend then Because everyone knows that Even before Prophethood Those two were like really tight But then he goes But forget friendship What's stronger than that is Uhuwa and brotherhood in Islam. And that's why I haven't taken him as my friend because he's my brother. Wow. Does that make sense? Wow. And and that is really powerful because, like you said, it's not, it's not just to do with this life. Like, think about Abu Bakr is buried right next to the Prophet, so even though he passed away, even though he passed away, he's still next to the Prophet. And obviously, he's going to be the guy who's with him in the hereafter as well. So, you can imagine, like, having that good companionship, especially we're talking in the context of university. Yeah. I think this is key. Um when you go to university, um, in those in those in that especially in that first year, those friends that you make can literally make or break your time at uni. Don't you think like because yeah. I've met so many people along the way and I've seen people that are from like crazy, crazy backgrounds, but when they went to the uni, they got involved in like the ISOC Islamic Society. And the next thing you know, they're like, mashallah, they're really active now. They've got this complete different mindset. They want to do things for other people. They want to help. They want to volunteer. Uh, or you've got other people that are well, actually decent, like, you know, but when they got there, they just, they fell into the wrong company and that was it for them, you know? So I feel like yeah. company and university, that's going to make a break. What do you think?
0: I agree. Um, I remember when I came back to uh, London after my mm. three years, I was just so upset because I thought <clears throat> I've built my friends there. Yeah. Now. And so I don't feel like I um, have friends anymore, like in yeah. London. And it's funny because me and my wife joke about this. When I first, um, we, we started having like m- meetings yeah. to uh, kind of get to know each other better for marriage. One of like the repeat questions that I would have is, uh, would you be willing to live in Cardiff? Uh, and for her, it's like well, not really. Uh, now I'm, I'm really satisfied yeah, Alhamdulillah to have you in London. Okay. But uh, you do feel like that, yeah. Your companionship should be so important. And when you have good companions, you want to keep them. Mm. And but I think what you don't realize is that if you're seeking something that's so beautiful, like good companionship, uh, Allah does. Allah is not against us. You know mm, what I mean? Like mm. he, he will facilitate. What, if you're with such a pure intention, seeking good friends, so that you can be closer to Allah? Yeah.
1: Um,
0: he will assist you and so mm. you get them in london you get them in kemarcadif so yeah yeah, yeah. But yeah you're right very very important to have good companions 100% man
1: yeah i think you know with with so you with university right so you had you had your own everyone has of course their own experience their mm-hmm. own journeys you know some people are still living at home and then they go to uni so it's a bit things are a bit different for them um, but again one thing that is quite interesting with with yourself is that you know i feel like what you're doing now is like very different it, it it does fall in line, but it's still very different to what you kind of did at university. Um, so again, there's there's a lot of people listening that they think, all right, and not not necessarily they're not wrong, but they think that right they're going to go to uni, and what they study that is going to be their life for the next. 50 years yeah. oh you
0: mean with regards to what i studied yes yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay, with okay, what okay. you studied yeah, yeah. and then with what kind of you're doing now I see, right I see, I
1: see. um so a lot of people again you know like we spoke at the beginning about restricting yourself mm-hmm. so immediately before you've even started you know, you've restricted yourself like of course this is it yeah this is yeah, gonna be yeah. my life now and there's no other route for me yeah um but you know you went to you new study criminology mm-hmm. um you did your three years there um but then it's like if you look at what you're doing now You know, I haven't heard any podcasts where you're like talking about criminology in detail. Too much. I don't even know really what that what that entails. Well, I didn't
0: know what it entailed until I like was in the degree. I was like, "Oh, Uh, this is nothing like what I expected it to be." All right, fair enough. I actually, um, I tried dropping out, and I like or or, like switching courses, and I just missed the deadline or something. So I had to stick to
1: it. Okay. Um. But like you know, when you when you studied it and you came out and you graduated, did you did you did you know deep down this isn't what I'm going to be doing? Did you know that?
0: Yeah, I definitely knew. I think that the my opinion on like university and the value of it is constantly changing, and okay. I think that that's okay because as you as you mentioned earlier, you are evolving as a person, and yeah, as you yeah. mature, you see things from different perspectives. So um, the phasel two years ago would have said university is a complete waste of time. I did right. it. Don't don't try it. The phase one I would say, um, I can't believe I'm speaking about myself in third person. That's the first thing that <laughs> I would say. Uh, secondly, I'd say. There is a benefit in having a degree, uh, and I've, I see the benefits of it now a bit. Like having a degree, the 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 most things I benefited from in university was outside of the degree. So that learning independence, mm. um, interpersonal skills, meeting with people. I was I went to a city where I didn't know anyone, mm. so to to meet people and to to interact with them and to learn how to how to. It's crazy because when in life as a as a young adult, do you learn how to? Meet someone for the first time Not really mm. Because yes you do it in school In high school But then you, You're still nurtured into Because you have teachers And stuff yeah, like that But yeah. you're living in a city You've never met anyone You have to Now Introduce yourself to that The people of the yeah, city yeah. It's crazy So I remember the first time I did that I I got dropped off to my halls in Cardiff and and I just remember thinking, I don't know anybody here. I started panicking. I don't know anybody here. What am I doing? Why did I move yeah. out? I should have just stayed in London. This is the first time I've, I've, I've literally been dropped somewhere and yeah. that's, it. that's it. So I thought to myself, it's fl- it's fight or flight now. I have to either make this work or I, I can break down. So after I had my little breakdown, I thought, no, I have to get back up. And yeah. I went over to like the communal area where everyone from the halls are and I just... I remember, a clear as they were, I'll never forget this, I can envision now, I walk into the halls and there's different people doing different things, people playing snooker, people watching the football. Yeah. I remember looking around and just saying, rah, and I just picked a person at random. <laughs> I just saw a person, I was like, all right, cool, I'm going to go chat to him. And they were playing pool and then it was so awkward, man. Like, I just walked up to him and I was like, Oh, do you guys mind if I jump in or something? <laughs> I like was just, but I broke the ice, man. And that guy is my friend to this day. Wow. And um, we ended up living together in our third year. Yeah. And that same day, we ended up going shopping together because we had to get a few beers. Because obviously, we had just moved in, so we had to get some house stuff. So I think that one of the most amazing skills people can learn are general life skills, interpersonal mm. skills, meeting with people, learning how to react with people, learning how to uh, behave around different people, yeah, social yeah. psychology. Um, but I'm, I'm going on to- off topic now. The, the, uh, me studying criminology,
1: yeah.
0: I, what, my only piece of advice I have for anyone who, is, who has just taken on university, who has just got their A-level results, mm-hmm. is those first two weeks where you have the ability to change your course, really pay attention to your course, and try and find out as much information as possible. Because you, you don't know much information about your course before you start. You mm-hmm. just don't. You go through, maybe you would have done one um, open day, at yeah. that uni, and that's it. You might have the um, the course book, but when you actually start the course, you get given what you're going to do over the next three years. So really pay attention, and before that two weeks is finished, decide if you're going to stay on this course because mm. that's going to shape the next three years. Really think about it, and if you think maybe, excuse me, man. I had a um uh I I'm, re- I'm going to tell you about this book that I'm reading yeah. right now, and it made me, the book made me buy a uh, a wrap just before I came Seriously. in. Seriously, I'll explain it to you in a second. Wow. Um, that, that's why I, um, I'm i getting Some breathing issues <laughs> Really pay attention The first two weeks yeah. And if you don't like Your course um, Speak to your What, what is it called a Supervisor or, or, or tutor or something isn't yeah, Everyone something gets assigned Like, like, yeah, like yeah, a tutor yeah, yeah. Speak to that person I I've say, been
1: to uni by the way So Oh you haven't I, have a, I, I don't have a degree But I'm doing a masters Funnily enough
0: Wow, that's yeah, even better. So I got in you skip the that. degree yeah, and yeah, go straight yeah, to yeah. the <laughs> You you get given like a, a tutor or something. Yeah, uh, yeah. Everyone gets assigned like a a, yeah. a a a person who you can like go to mm. if you have any issues. Go to that person within those two weeks and say I'm not really liking my course. It was different to how I expected. Um, I'm actually intrigued by this uh, course. So speak to the people that you live with. Speak yeah. to your friends about their courses, and if you have an interest in them, find out what their course is like, mm. um, and that would be really beneficial.
1: Mm, you know, you know. Just, uh, I think that's really good advice. But I'm just going back to that story you told, where you just randomly picked a person. You know what I find really interesting is like the psychology behind that. Yeah. Like because that that tells you a lot about yourself. You know, like when you walk into a bus. Yeah. And there's no empty seat, so you have to pick the seat next to someone, and then like you know what you think at that stage is really interesting. Well, bro, it that's amazing you that
0: you have mentioned that because, yeah. um, uh, you're my witness that we haven't spoken about this no, um, not. before. You just mentioned it now. Uh, but I just mentioned that I'm reading a, a new book And the mm. book is called Al- Algorithms for Algorithms to Live By okay. And it talks about the, This exact thing It's amazing really? So it basically talks about How computers have algorithms For everything To make decisions right? Yeah. As humans We <clears> can benefit for the, From those algorithms um, So decisions like when you're interviewing someone for a, a role, uh, for a job opportunity, yeah. when do you know which application to, to, which applicant is, is to stop out, like if they're good enough yeah, or yeah. if you might see someone better or how do you know, let's say you're driving down a busy road, you found a parking space but it's not that close to where you need to go. Yeah, how do yeah. you know which decision to make should i take this parking spot or should i risk going for another so this book talks all about these different algorithms and puts maths to it so um it talks about like the percentage chances of of like and and people have done studies on human behavior and computer algorithms to determine statistically what's the best decision to make things like when you get on a bus what seat should i sit on and that's that's what led me to getting that rap
1: Wow. Okay, that uh, it's crazy, bro. Yeah, I'm still reading it, so I don't yeah. know how good it is. But it's yeah, a book yeah. by
0: a guy called Brian Christian, I think. Okay. Uh Algorithms to Live By.
1: Okay. Very interesting. Quite early yeah, London. that's that's quite an interesting link that was just suddenly made there. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I don't know why that thought came to my head, but I just think like, it's because it's happened. It's just especially if you live in London, you have to do it all the time. You yeah. jump on the train, you jump on the bus, um, or even the parking spot thing. That's a good example where you have to now decide like in those two, three seconds that you have this is the guy or this is whoever it is that I need to go sit next to right now. And it just tells you, I feel like it tells you a lot about yourself. Anyway, that's that's another whole uh, issue. Maybe you could, we can do another podcast on this book review yeah. uh, <laughs> once you finish reading it, yeah? Um, but yeah, so your advice on university, that's great. Uh, so you mentioned that the, the Faisal now in third person mm-hmm. uh, has a different kind of uh, a take on university. Mm-hmm. So what you're basically trying to say now is you feel like there are benefits uh, to going to uni. Um, but I didn't quite I, I don't think I, like you finish it so there's benefits to going uni but okay like, so
0: I'm currently uh, having this um, discussion with my yeah. little sister because she's at the point now where, the, where she's deciding whether to go uni or okay. not um, I don't have the answers again I'll yeah. say that because it's very particular to different people I'm still wavering to the to the argument that university university definitely isn't as important now as it used to be mm. definitely yeah. especially mm. when you weigh up against the amount of money that you're going to be in debt for oh
1: wow well,
0: yeah. it doesn't it doesn't it, for me it still doesn't logically make sense unless yeah. you're taking a course that requires it like dentistry medicine yeah, yeah yeah so i still am or optometry which i i think that people underestimate how good of a career optometry is you can earn so such good money mm. optometry and dentistry i think is ignored quite a lot yeah, yeah. like i if i had a um, uh, like in if, if Allah blesses me with children, sure. I would probably want them to be dentists. You reckon? Yeah. Well, it's such a secure and great um, yeah path to take uh, financially. Because as a parent, you think about the financial um, yeah, yeah, yeah. success of your <laughs> child, don't you? Um, yeah. Look, I'm still, I'm still wavering on the idea that. Yeah. I feel like. If you were to not go uni, it might be better for you, depending on what you want to do. There's like some key examples of people who done it in a really good way. Uh, one of them is uh, Tim Ferriss, mm-hmm. who yeah. um, to go to a business school in like one of the top business schools in America is nothing like the fees here. It's mm-hmm. like two hundred grand. Yeah, it was wow. insane. And so he saved up that money to go to. Princeton, I think it was, business school. Mm. And he made a decision and he said, I can either use this $200,000 to... And I might have the story a bit wrong, but it's generally it goes like this. I can either use these $200,000 to study business Mm. in this school or I can use it as an education fund for myself so either way it's going to go into education so he's yeah. going to lose it in education mm. so the other option is that i spend the money and i make loads of mistakes with it but that's an education for me and in those so i use for three years i'm going to spend this money and that he took the second option and he's yeah. so successful now he he was one of the early investors in i think yeah. uber facebook yeah, etc yeah. and so he's doing very well financially and so i think that you could actually learn a lot more if you don't go to uni and you um you you learn by getting in apprenticeships so yeah, yeah. uh, or getting or if you want to start a business, making loads of mistakes in those three years. Um, there's a rule called the seven, the seven, the seven one one rule. I think it is that I just okay. recently learned about or something like that, which basically says that seventy percent of your learning is done um, on the job.
1: Yeah,
0: ten percent is done in education, and the twenty percent is done in within an hour. Or something. So the other twenty percent is done within like by like talking to others
1: okay
0: i can't remember the rule perfectly but that's it's like it makes sense yeah yeah,
1: it makes sense i mean so yeah i'm i'm kind of similar like when it comes to university so like i feel like if you know what you're doing um then then you don't necessarily have to go to university but then again i feel like you know those three years it's like a it's like a buffering buffer period for a lot Mm. of people where like they just kind of they go and study. It's something to do between like 18 to 21, right? Um, and then they then they kind of figure things out during that time. But, but I feel do like you well, want to you pay 30,000 pounds for that? Though. That's the other, that's, but that's the other side of things, mm. man. Like, which I'm completely like, to be honest, that's kind of what made me decide not to go to university in the end. Yeah. Well, I went and did my A-levels and then, like, I fully had a plan. Like, I, I was doing my A-levels in English language, English literature. That's where the poetry side comes out from. And uh And journalism. So, I was like, you know, I'm going to become either English teacher, I'm going to become a journalist, something like that, right? Um, and I even did, like, a, an AS in business studies, and then I kind of dropped it. Um, what would
0: you have done if you went to uni?
1: I would have gone down the English route. Okay. If I, but I like that, English. But, but, but that's the thing, though. When I went to A-levels, and I did it, I just... I loved it GCSE level and the A levels. I was like, this is rubbish, man. Uh, uh, it's, so, it's so terrible. after
0: you finished A levels, you went straight to do the aluminium course.
1: No, so so after A levels, right? Where that's obviously during that time, I decided at university is not for me. A because I'm not going to enjoy what I'm going to do, uh, and and B is because of the debt, right? Like, and even I don't think. Yeah, at that time it wasn't even nine thousand pounds. It was like three. It was still three k. Yeah. But even then, I was. I, I think I was in the last year.
0: And I was the first year that was nine thousand. Oh, was it? Yeah. Okay, okay,
1: yeah. So that makes sense because you said you're twenty five and I'm a year older than okay. you. So it makes sense, right? So I was. I was like in that last. So I could have still been okay with three k, right? Yeah, definitely. But I still decided, you know what, nah, I never. I have had. I've got this principle in life where I never want to. Um, I never want to be in debt to anyone else, and I never want to like be in a in a in a in like a you know as long as Allah wills, of course, because it's not always up to you. But I never want to be in the like a position where you know I'm I need to ask from other people. Like I want Allah to like this is actually the way of the process. I'm like oh, Allah make us self sufficient, um, meaning that we're not in need from other people. Yeah. Um. So I just felt you know if I'm in debt. And that's how I'm going to start my life off. Of course. Um, that's not really, you know, what I want to be doing. So after A levels, I took a gap year, and it's within that gap year where I kind of figured things out. Does that make sense? So I was working at a call center, um, but that's I wasn't the go to. That's the go to job. Yeah, exactly, a gap year. exactly. Yeah, go to gap year job. Yeah. For center. So, yeah. so like I was I was making some money. I was living at home, and then it was during that time where I had to figure out what to do. Then I decided, right, what do I really enjoy? What did I love in my life so far, from everything that I've done, what really stood out for me? And it was my hifth. Okay. Like, going back yeah. a few years, it was like, that was the best thing I've ever did. Wow. Like, memorizing the Quran, I loved it. That journey, I need to go back into that somehow. So that's when I was like, all right, Ali Mia. And I had to make that, again, just like you had to make that move to Cardiff, and it was new, uh, a completely new place for you. I had to make the move to London, which was a completely new place for me. Where were you originally? Uh, Devon. Okay. So, closer to Cardiff, if anything, Fine, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? So, that's where I was born and bred. So, now I had to come to London, a completely <laughs> different place, right? Uh, and I was like, right, this is it. Uh, and I just got... And Alhamdulillah, I never looked back after that, like Alimiya, and then, like I said, because of that Alimiya, then I managed to get into a Master's as well, so without ever having done a degree. It's just that like they recognised it kind of thing. So, I am experiencing uni life now, but at a much later stage. Um, but... Do you see what I mean? Like, I feel like if you know, if you kind of know, right, what, where you're where you're headed, then I don't think you need uni. And if anything, a lot of the skills, for example, like that I've got now. So for example, presentation, you know, like, because this is presentation, right? You know, when you're podcasting, when you're doing events, sure. whether it's presentation skills, communication skills, like, I don't think you're going to pick that up at university. No. You're going to pick it up in life, like yeah. you said, right? You're going to pick a lot of these things up. So I think you just got to, you got to make that decision. It's tough, though, isn't it? Like you've got parents, you've got all of these factors. Yeah, I think. How the other, can you make that decision? I think
0: the other, dif- yeah, well, parents is a different. Yeah, yeah, know, yeah. Right? I hamdulillah, I was blessed with parents who have who they they kind of the hustle of what they say mm. in in like all aspects of <clears throat> their children's lives yeah. is. Um, do what you love, and we'll support you. And I think I was a lot me with your parents I that sure well. I say that because um, that's allowed us to get married to who we want to get married to. That's allowed us to study what we want to study, yeah. do jobs that we want to do. fresh uh, new I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for my mom, um, being so like subliminally being like accepting of whatever I choose mm. to do. Uh, I I always tell this like famous story of um, when I start when I was about to start podcasting. This was like a story of like three, four years ago. I was working in retail, mm-hmm. and I, I couldn't afford the equipment to start podcasting because back then they didn't have the uh, fresh, um, not freshly grounded. Podcasting wasn't as popular as it was is yeah, now, yeah, yeah. and so they didn't have stuff like that app. Where you can mm. uh record podcasts so you did kind of have to get fairly like a, yeah, a, few yeah, yeah. a piece of equipment, so I needed uh, microphones and like mic stands and stuff, so everything came up to about seven hundred or seven hundred fifty pounds, and I was just about to get married and the only way I could have possibly afforded that equipment was if I used my like wedding fund mm-hmm. and I remember um adding everything to the basket on Amazon I was one night <laughs> I, was, I was at my mom's house, and I, in her dining room I just clicked by and yeah. i used that money oh my God. to get it <clears throat> and i went upstairs and i said to my mom mum i either just made the worst decision or the best decision of my life yeah. like like I, I believed in the vision so much mm. that it was either gonna be the best decision the thing that gives me uh success or it's i've just like i'm blinded by my yeah, yeah, yeah. like passion and it's actually a detriment to me and she said well um she just, like, made a joke about it. She was like, oh, wow, let's hope it goes well, or whatever, or yeah, inshallah, yeah. it goes well. And alhamdulillah, it was the best decision i made. Alhamdulillah.
1: That's, that's so funny. You know, with, like, because you mentioned marriage, again, coming back to the whole degree thing, like, you know, over the years, it's been, like, the first question usually that's asked mm. when you're about to get married mm. is, do you have a degree or not? Um, and I've always, I've always been, like, really weirded out by this because it's like, I don't see what kind of relevance having a degree has to... Um, to to, to uh, you know a potential you know son-in-law or daughter-in-law right I get that over the years it kind of meant having a degree meant financial stability isn't it because yeah, it means that like, okay is, if you, if, now yeah though. if you've got a degree that kind of meant that means you've got a job and that means you're able to provide for my daughter right but like I said like things have changed now if if anything now when you ask someone do you have a degree and they say yes if anything, that means this guy's got like £50,000 worth of debt. Yeah, Do, you like, I mean? Do you see what I mean? It make like, logical sense. Yeah, yeah. And
0: I think we're now, alhamdulillah, going into a generation where people understand that. But yeah. we've still got a few um, parents that are that have that ultimate mentality. I know a mm. good friend of mine recently had this issue. And I, I really felt it for him, man. Because I um, uh, he's a good friend of mine. And um, we basically introduced him to um someone else that we thought perhaps um you know this, this could work. Yeah. You know, you guys are both young for marriage. It seems like you guys kinda of both are fit. Yeah. And the sad thing was that um the girl just wouldn't have been able to convince her dad to marry to let him marry someone to let her marry someone who doesn't have a degree. Mm. Yet he's more successful than um, mm. you know, most people who come out with degrees. Which is sad because you have to watch that go and you have to just accept it because yeah. because that's what it would be like and it's not ideal, but you can understand You can understand where parents come from because, yeah. as a parent, if I was a parent or uh, inshallah, like it put me myself in those shoes, mm. um, I imagine that I would want to know about the backup plan or the stability of that person, yeah, so you can sympathize with them a bit.
1: It's true, it, I, I know what you mean, I know exactly what you mean. So, yeah. like, in the parents' shoes, um, but I think give it another. F- Five years or so, and then I think they'll start slowly different, understanding. Different. Like things are completely different. Oh yeah, the new generations. Yeah, are the new generations. Things are definitely changing. Um, like for example, when you were at university, um, you see, like one thing that you did was you started like a, a small kind of side hustle mm-hmm. with with clothing, and yeah. uh, which eventually led to the birth of Izaha, yes, right? Yes. Yes. Um, uh, which is you know, for those of you who don't know, it's like basically. Uh, I feel like anyway, I'd, uh, you know, I feel like it was one of the first. Um, clothing lines with the Arabic um, yeah. slogans. Is that that is that a hat by the way that you're wearing right now?
0: Yes. Oh, okay, fair yeah. enough. Okay, cool. Uh,
1: so, so. I had to touch it. Uh, <laughs> it's you know what one of the biggest pet peeves for me is because I've studied Arabic. I've seen so many clothing lines that make really bad errors. Well, you know what, I
0: I I didn't know how to read Arabic at the top point I started oh, right. it. Okay. Because um, as you as I mentioned, I. Yeah. Um, I just, you know, fell in love with the dean later on in life, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I had never been. To, we didn't go to Madrasa and stuff, so I was yeah. learning Arabic like a baby. So um, I only learned how to read Arabic at twenty three or something, okay. um, and that's. I'm also very passionate about people who, like, I think it was very embarrassing that I couldn't read Arabic. I couldn't even read halal like on the shop. I just knew what the logo looked like. But <laughs> boy, do you know that there's something? there's so many people in that position. There's so many people there. Yeah, there might yeah. be people listening right now who are in that position, maybe even older than their 20s. And, it, and I can relate to them because it, it's extremely embarrassing yeah. when you go to things like uh, it re- rarely, you might go somewhere where you are, people are reading Arabic or something and you, you try and hide it or you try and like mm-hmm. make an excuse or, or something. Oh, my Arabic's not great. And you try and get out of it, and I can relate to those people because I was in that position, and um, so I'm so passionate about people learning Arabic now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, when or we're just making a start, because it's never too late, and it, Allah really has made the language easy for us to learn. So I started at Alif bro. I was reading the Qaeda, the same book that, like, people uh, my nephew, who's five years old, is yeah. he, he, starting on the book that I started when I was in my 20s. So, um, no,
1: there's nothing to be ashamed of. Absolutely not. Yeah. Like, especially if you've got the desire that, that if anything, that's a good thing. Like the fact that Allah has given you the ability, uh, you know, to, even in your thirties, forties, yeah, And He's given you that opportunity now to actually want to. There's so many people that just they're just like whatever, you know. I'm forty now. Forget it. What's the point? Of me learning? So I think that's a blessing. Like you should never. Like, the amount of people that I teach that come to the masjid that are like uncles, you know, old mm. enough to be my father. And they want to learn. I think that's beautiful. It's beautiful, bro. Do yeah.
0: you know what? You can't replace the ability to read Arabic because
1: yeah.
0: What happens is when you when you read the Quran, there's no other book that as you're reading it, miracles are happening. Mm. The book in itself is a miracle. But as you, like you're feeling ill, you read the book and you like you feel way better. Yeah, yeah. Or like yeah, you got a problem with life and you just can't. And you just read. Yeah. And you feel the reward of the of the of the book. Yeah. What book does that to you, bro?
1: You have to. Yeah.
0: I'm so passionate about people learning Arabic because I was always that guy who just thought, you know yeah, what, yeah. I've, I've passed it. I'm not going to learn now.
1: No, but Alhamdulillah like with so with Izaha that's fine. Like so. So what I was going to say just about you is, yeah.
0: I, I couldn't read Arabic when okay. I did Izaha. Okay. And.
1: So, so, how would, are you like? How did you uh, get the Arabic on this? So, for example, Salam, for yeah. example, yeah? So, like, I, could, I couldn't even read Salam. Okay, so, but how did you get it on there? Like, did I, you have to ask someone? Yeah, to, yeah I would ask someone. So, okay. I'd would,
0: I would know one or two people who were like, you know, teaching Arabic okay. or, or very, very like good with Arabic language. Because when I started Zaha, I was going through that transition where I was falling in love with the religion, as I was mentioning. Yeah. And so, I, would, I, I started to meet one or two people who were like key in my. Um, Love for the religion And they were studied And people so. But
1: at least that's uh, But that's good Because okay If you don't know Then the next step is To ask a person mm. of knowledge Yeah So that's, that's fine But what I'm saying My pet peeve is Where I've seen a lot of other You know Clothing lines Where um they, They're just like Making er- Like huge huge errors really? And fair enough You don't know And I've sometimes I've actually like Privately I've messaged some Just saying son brother Like I really respect Your hustle but if you don't know, just ask. Like, ask me. How do I spell this name? And I'll tell you happily. But why are you just Google translating it and making it up? So, for uh, example, like Faisal, yeah. yeah. So everyone pronounces it with a Z. Like yeah. Faisal, yeah. Yeah. Faisal. yeah but not. Faisal. But no one really says Faisal. Yeah. So I could easily, right, put on on. A, I can make a custom hat for you. And then I've seen it so many times. Like Fa, ya Za, Lam. Yeah, That's yeah. a huge mistake because it's Fa Ya Sad, yeah, mm. Faisal. So it's stuff like that. It really, really annoys me. And again, it comes back to like, if okay, especially as a Muslim, if you're doing something, then you gotta do it with a good level of excellence. You know, mm. like you have to aim for excellence. Excellence is so important, man. Yeah.
0: in um in everything, and that's. You know you see excellence in so many different um, fields mm. And it's nice to see that the Muslims are, And this generation is trying to achieve excellence Now in the things that they do um,
1: Alhamdulillah
0: Which is another reason why it's so important for us um, With these events that we, we put on at Freshly guarded To go for such big venues that are so mm. hard to get Bro, we If I could explain to you So we, we announced this event that we're doing next month We announced it like uh, a week ago right? Or two weeks ago even but we've been working on it for three or four months. And the reason is, bro, do you know how hard it was as a young Muslim who has no tech team, no marketing team, no business team, yeah. to go in and convince people to let you take over theatre in London's West End? Mm. It was so difficult, bro. And so many phone calls and so many emails and so many no's. I dealt with, I had, if I told you the list of no's that I had in the last three months, who people who weren't willing to take a punt on us to like m- make this work. yeah. yeah you'd be shocked. Um, but someone did and we managed to get through the door and once we saw a little opening we just pushed through it. Um, but the reason it's so important for us to have got that venue mm. rather than just, it, it, it's so, there's so many venues you can just go to and you just pay the money and then you're done. Yeah. But yeah. it was very important for us to go through, through this kind of stuff and our, our event is actually called Operation Excellence because the whole point of the event is mm. people who have reached excellence in different fields to teach excellence and mm. only an excellence or excellent theatre or venue would be right for it. Yeah. So I, I agree with you. I think it's so important to try and achieve the best or what you're doing with and, full passion
1: and you know again coming back to the whole uni discussion whether that's in your studies or whether that's in your careers like again i want to clarify like we've spoken about university and there's no way that we, we we're sitting here telling people not to go to uni mm-hmm. or whatever like ultimately it's your decision what you feel is best what you're interested in um but yeah whether it is academia or studies or whether it's your career nine to five job whether it's your business you know your, your budding entrepreneur like excellence is key in any of those areas and I feel like we need Muslims we don't just need Muslims all to become imams and scholars and Mm -hmm, hafad mm -hmm, mm -hmm. we need Muslims in every field to excel in every single field and I think that's the message like if you're going to university fine like like, good for you but we're just trying to advise you as brothers that there's other things out there in case you're not feeling if you're feeling pressure from family or even society pressure from social media like you you think that you have to go uni in order to achieve something you have to get those grades that's not going to define you i think that's what we're that's basically what we're trying to say and the reason why i brought the uh, um your izaha and the 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 business side of things into it is because you started that while you were at uni and alhamdulillah that opened up doors later Mm. so again i feel like a good piece of advice for people is that while you're at uni um focus on your studies but I think it's important to do other things as well. So like networking, for example, even a part-time job, for example, or side hustle, for example, because you never know uh, what that what that might lead to after your studies. Yeah, and you and do, get, like a, you do a get a
0: lot of free time at yeah.
1: uni. <laughs> yeah, you do, yeah. to be honest. Yeah, university is, a, is different. Oh, you, you, can, so you can, you can. free time. Yeah, yeah Alhamdulillah. Well... <sighs> It's been a pleasure, man, and uh, I feel like there's there's so much I wanted to to discuss with you a lot more. Um, But Alhamdulillah, I feel like there's you know we've discussed a lot of different areas and inshallah there's a lot of value for everyone listening. But um, Faisal, honestly, it's been it's, it's been amazing, and I really we really admire your work, of course. Thank you um, so much. Whether it's through your podcast and you know all the other events, wish you all the best, inshallah. Warukhul and uh, may Allah bless you.
0: JazakAllah khair for having me, and and again, JazakAllah uh, <laughs> khair to your listeners uh, for listening to um, the episode. And uh, I thought you were gonna say for listening to the freshly. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, f- I do feel very grateful that you guys uh, let me come thank on and, and grateful to your listeners for, for giving me this uh, opportunity. So, yeah, it means a lot, man. Thank you so much.
1: Barakallahu man. May Allah bless you all. Barakulah and barakulah. thank you so much to all of our listeners and viewers for tuning in. I uh, hope you enjoyed this episode with our brother Faisal, inshallah. Do check his workout, Check out his events that are coming up as well. And don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel and on iTunes. And we hope to see you again very, very soon. Take care. Wassalamu alaikum wa barakatuh.